0: to me and welcome to another episode of the nfl coverage we're gonna be going over week nine and preface to week 10 but first this podcast is brought to you by final form supplements again final form supplements is supplement brand for your average everyday joe um you might be having some joint pain you just need a multivitamin to kind of cover your bases um stuff to help you sleep and it's also for your hardcore gym rats uh, i have my bcas right here that i'm currently taking to help with recovery i also have protein powder creatine Go to Finalformsubs.com That's S-U-P-P-S, FinalformSubs.com. Use promo code COACHSTRIP, all caps, no space, to get 10% off your order. All right, going in. I'm just going to go through real quick. Sorry this episode's a little late. I usually have them posted on Wednesday. It's Thursday because I try to have these out before the Thursday night game. Uh, but it's uh, been a busy week, and I had to squeeze this in Thursday night, so this won't be up till Friday, but I will go over the Thursday night game. Uh, that just transpired today that I, got, I was able to watch. Anyway, Titans-Steelers, a tough one for my tits. The Titans take the L to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 20-16. to 16. But I will say uh, Levis is looking pretty good. Um, I think, uh, I believe Ryan Tannehill is officially back from injury. But moving forward, I believe the Titans had declared Will Levis as the starting quarterback. So uh, Tannehill will be the backup moving forward. This is kind of how I believe I talked on this earlier, Um, or if not here, I've definitely talked on it uh, on on, uh, Garden 615, where it's going to get interesting to see if Will Levis continues this level of play when Tannehill comes back from injury, if Levis is playing better, do you bench Tannehill even though he's taking 27 mil this year from the cap, or do you continue to play him just because you don't want a $27 million asset on the bench? And it looks like they're willing to take the uh, take the L on that and, and bench your twenty seven million dollar asset and play your basically your, your your franchise quarterback is what he's probably going to pan out to be. Obviously, he's a, he's a cheap quarterback, so they're going to continue to play him. But what I do think is going to happen is Tannehill's contract is up this year. This is his contract year. Usually, when they when teams want guys to stay longer. Or they know for sure like you're, you're a franchise player. And they will give you an extension before your contract year. So you're already secured. Well, they did give him the extension. So it seemed like even after this year, he was going to be gone anyway. Um, Or they might have negotiated a short-term, maybe a one- or two-year deal. Something like that. But pro- pro- probably or most likely, he was going to be gone after this year. And they're going to either find something at the quarterback. Either draft a quarterback again or if you know they didn't believe that levis or uh willis are is ready they they would draft another quarterback or they would trade potentially trade or just try to sign a quarterback in free agency but it looks like will levis is your guy so the the benefits of keeping levis is you have a quarterback, and let's say he continues to play well, you have a quarterback that's playing well, you have him for cheap because he's on his rookie contract, so he's not expensive, and then you're able to pay other vet players or pay guys in free agency to bring to the team to surround Levis, and then all they have to do is just uh, draft well, and that's how teams can build around a quarterback, especially when they're young. But long said, obviously I wanted to touch uh, a little more in depth on the Titans because that's my team. But Will Levis had 262 yards. He threw an interception, no touchdowns. A Derrick Henry, 17 carries, 75 yards, and a tutty, the only tutty of the game. But uh, Levis, he he looked good, even though he didn't have a touchdown. They just couldn't. When they got in the red zone, they just couldn't convert in the red zone. They could get down the field, and then he just couldn't convert in the red zone. Um, But that's props to the Steelers' defense, and the Steelers obviously get it done. Even though Pickett, he only had 160 yards. He had that passing touchdown. And then Harris, Najee Harris had 69 yards. On 16 carries, he had his touchdown. So he was able to contribute to the to the win for Steelers. Miami Dolphins Chiefs. This is a very interesting game. Uh, this was a game playing in Frankfurt. Uh, I believe that's in Germany. Kansas City wins 21-14. to 14. Miami first half was just not there. They were still in. They were still in Florida. They didn't show up at all in the first half. They scored zero points in the first half. First time they've been shut out all year. Obviously, at first time they've been shut out in uh I don't know how many games. It, it showed a stat. It might be like eighty-two games since they've been shut out in the first half. But obviously, with that powerful offense, I mean, shout us uh, out to Andy Reid and his coach uh, and that defensive coordinator and that defense for. For really shutting down um, and getting the defense matched up correctly, or in the best position to make plays. Now, with that being said, the second half, the Chiefs came or the Miami got it clocking. They they scored their fourteen points all in the second half, but it was too little, too late. Chiefs were already um, ahead, and I believe, yeah, Chiefs scored all twenty-one points. So Chiefs scored all twenty-one points in the first half. Miami didn't score any. Second half, Chiefs didn't score at all. The second half, Miami scored 14. They just couldn't score enough. They had an opportunity to tie it at the end, but Tua just he, he didn't look like himself. He was put in positions to, to he was put in positions to make a play, and it just seemed like he was running very timid. Um, I don't know if it's because he's still triggered from getting hit, but he seemed like he was running timid, and there were just some miscues between him and, and receivers, especially late in it late in the game. Um, on a on a on a vertical route from the from the wideout, but uh, it each so the so Miami's defense made the adjustments to to hold to stop uh, the Chiefs, but the 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 Miami's offense didn't do enough to to get the game. So Miami takes the L, Chiefs take the dub. Chiefs move to seven and two, Miami move to six and three. Next game, Rams Packers. Packers win twenty to three. Um, Rams are three and six. Packers move to three and five. A Green Bay is they're. I don't want to say they're starting to figure it out because these these two teams they're like evenly matched teams and they're kind of on the bottom of the middle tier. They only have three wins so far this season. So uh, that game is what it, it is what it was. But Patriots, Commanders, Commanders win over the Patriots. Patriots move to two to seven. Commanders move. So four and five, so the Commanders are still tear tottering uh, around that five hundred mark for for teams. So they're kind of that team where we don't know like if they're good or if they're bad. They're right there at five hundred, so they're 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 a decent they're an average team, right? And the Patriots, it's looking bad for the Patriots Out a Belichick's twenty nine years this is the worst his offense has been rated and the worst his defense has been rated, and that's why they're two and seven. Moving on, Buccaneers, Houston, Texas. My, that boy, CJ Stroud, had him a game. He uh, Let's see, he sets the NFL single-season, single-game single rookie passing yard record, 470 yards, and, uh, surpassing Andrew Luck, who had the, the the record before that. Now, this was a tight game, though. It's 37-39. It came down to the end, but Texas moved to 4-4. They're 500. Bucks moved to 3-5. All right, C.J. Stroud had 470 yards, five passing touchdowns. I mean, he looks phenomenal out there. He's probably going to win Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. He looks phenomenal out there. And then run game was okay. uh, Singletary had 26, which is the most. And then uh, Brown had 153 yards in a tutty. Schultz had 130 in a tutty. Dale had 114, two tutties. Collins has 54 in a tutty. So he's, he, you got three guys over 100 yards in a single game. So CJ Strauss, not only is he passing the ball well, he's distributing the ball well. He's not one of those guys that 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 will just chuck it to a random guy and just tell me, we'll get or chuck it to the same guy. He's not predictable. He's distributing the ball well amongst the receivers. Um, and so that really gets the offense going. Right? Because now your defense has to stay true to all of your receivers instead of just double team one. Browns, Cardinals. Pretty much knew this was gonna happen. Browns win twenty-seven to zero. Cardinals shutout. Cardinals, another thing with the trades. Uh oh, actually, I'll get there when we get to the Vikings game. I'll get there. But because the Cardinals no longer have Joshua Dobbs. So the Cardinals played with uh who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Cardo's played with uh, Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon, he only had 54 yards his first week starting, um, and he had two interceptions. And then, again, the defense, uh, Miles Garrett looks fantastic. Uh, Denzel Ward looks, looks great. That whole defense just looks fantastic. And I believe, if I believe correctly, the – the we'll see when we go to looking at week 10. I believe the Browns are still number 1 ranked defense. If not, they're definitely top 3. Bears, Saints, Saints take the dub 24-17 over the Bears. Saints move to 5 and 4. Saints are one of those teams that's kind of quiet right now. People aren't really talking about them. Obviously they, they they just broke past 500. Uh so, you know, they were they're close to a 500 team, but now they're 5 and 4. I think they're slowly, quietly becoming a team that's going to start making noise later on in the season. That's what it's working up to be now. They could go on a losing streak, but just from the past few games, it seems like they might end up being a team later down the road that are kind of in the wild card or they might be on the cusp of making the playoffs or they can make a, a deep run to, to securing a spot in the playoffs. We'll see how their division plays out. Bears move to 2-7, Saints 5-4. and four. Seahawks, Ravens, Ravens. I had talked about earlier Ravens dark horse team. They're quiet. Nobody's been talking about them after this win against Seahawks because Seahawks have been Seahawks look good. They're five. They're five and three now. Seahawks look good. Ravens now they're seven and two. Ravens are they're being talked about now. Um, I do believe the last time I checked, which was last week. I don't know what it is this week, but I do believe Patrick Mahomes was the favorite to win the uh, MVP this year, and uh, Lamar Jackson at the time. Well, this is just last week. Obviously, it might change, or that might have been earlier this week, like Monday, uh, after the Monday football game. But I do know when I looked at the MVP race, uh, Lamar Jackson was fifth on the list. It was like Mahomes, it was Hurts, uh, and I forget I forget the list. But I now I do think he's starting to get recognition because I'm starting to see this week the media is talking about him. Prior to, I was seeing like, yo, Ravens are looking good. They're winning. They've only lost two games. They're, but nobody's been talking about talking about them because and it's all been about Miami. It's all been about, it's all been about Miami, Dallas, San Francisco. Not San Francisco as, as much, but you know, for the beginning of the season, it was Dallas, San Francisco, Miami, Eagles, and then kind of Bills, and now it's kind of the Chiefs. You know, you weren't really talking about the 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 you weren't talking about baltimore now they're talking about baltimore i believe one of the reasons why is because they they're not besides lamar jackson they're not super flashy yeah they got obj they don't have any like big time names like they don't have a Stephon diggs they don't have a uh they don't have a uh cd lamb they don't have a uh, aj brown these big time names even though which i they do have the talent but just from a superstar celebrity standpoint or popularity-wise, they don't have these big names. So I think they've been just kind of quiet. Now people are talking about it, which I think people should have been talking about them. Because the Ravens are looking like a really good team. They moved to 7-2. Now, Vikings, Falcons. This is interesting for the Vikings. Because the Vikings, Kirk Cousins got hurt. He tore his Achilles, I believe. He's out for the season. So what did Vikings do? They traded and they picked up a Dobbs, Joshua Dobbs from the Cardinals, right? Because the Cardinals... Tyler uh, Murray, Ky- Kyler. Kyler Murray was out for the Cardinals. Josh Dobbs, the backup, has been starting for the Cardinals. Vikings, they grabbed Joshua Dobbs, and so I don't know if I said this last week or the last pod, but when the trade happened, I b- immediately got interest on the Vikings game because I want to see how Joshua Dobbs on a jo- Joshua Dobbs does on a new team. He did phenomenal. They he got the win. Not only did he get the win, he was able to put up thirty-one points. As the first time started with this new system and a new team in a week, they got on Tuesday. The game was on Sunday, so it's not like he had a whole offseason. He had a whole camp. It's not like he even had like a whole month to get the chemistry. This was like three or four days, and really up till Sunday, I think practices for the, a lot of these teams are the last days, like Friday, and you know traveling Saturday. Sometimes they travel Sunday. Yada yada yada. Uh, no, they're not traveling Sunday. They're traveling Saturday. So really, Saturday and Friday. You know, Friday's more of like a walkthrough, so they're not really – like he really only had like one or two solid practices with this team. And Joshua Dobbs had 158 yards, two pass touchdowns, so no interceptions. He also had seven rushes for 66 yards and a rushing touchdown. So he threw for two, he ran for one, and he just – he looked good out there. Um It's, it's – and I talked about this to a lot of my buddies. Well, it's crazy how you can take a guy in one system, put him in a completely different system – it's the same guy. It's only been a couple days, so it's not like you could take developmental factor out cuz usually guys develop, they get better over time. The developmental factor is out. They he was literally on this team one week. The next week he's on another team and he looks significantly better. Now, obviously that comes down to a lot of factors like the offensive line for the Vikings is better than the Cardinals. He has more time in the pocket and you also got he also has a better I believe he he's, a, he's on a better team, obviously. Better coach team. A better team but still it's just it just blows my mind how that works in the NFL because you're talking about you know the most the highest level of football being played you can take a guy that does just doesn't it just works doesn't work in this system Vikings saw him even though he wasn't working in this and they saw he could fit what they're looking for, trade him, bam, got the win. Now I'm interested in the Vikings just to see how they do moving forward. Can Joshua Dobbs string together some wins for the Vikings? And then at all, anytime I see trades, I also think long-term, let's say Joshua Dobbs does fantastic the rest of the season. Now I'm not saying they go win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they, they, they win the, the conference championship, but I'm just saying, what if the Vikings are, the Vikings are five and four, what if he goes on and they end up being 10 and 7? Right? 10 and 7. Let's say they make wild card, they make the playoffs, maybe say they win a playoff game or they make win one or two playoff games, and Dobbs is playing well. When Cousins comes back next season, what happens then? Now there's a battle for that position because Dobb Joshua uh shows that he can play at this level. Not only that, he can be a starter and win games. So then it becomes, do you have Joshua Dobbs as a trade piece once Cousins comes back? If you really double down on Cousins, I also don't know the contracts. Usually contracts take into effect of how much are they paying Cousins? Because it would make sense to to keep paying him if he's on this fat contract and then have another guy that's still on it. I don't know if he's on his rookie contract, but I'm sure he's not. He's making a lower. He'd be less of a cap hit to the Vikings. But all these things come into play. And I'm always interested in seeing how that plays off plays down the road. All right. Moving on, Colts. Panthers. Panthers, I'm not surprised. Colts 27-13. Panthers, um, uh Jonathan Terry, 47 yards. Not much really went on this game. Bryce Young, 173, one pass touchdown, three interceptions. Uh, Bryce Young, I had a conversation today. Bryce Young, he's a rookie. I do believe he's gonna de- he can develop into a Pro Bowl quarterback, you know, three, four years down the road um he just he needs weapons and his he just needs weapons i think once he figures out this i think once he learns the learning curve of the nfl i think he'll be okay he's got the talent his offensive line doesn't look too bad he's holding the ball too long is the problem and i think he's holding the ball too long because he's hesitating and he's second guessing at least it, it looks like he's second guessing or hesitating with some of these throws and instead of just taking the check down right away. He's looking, he's looking, he's looking. He looks like he's trying to make the deep throw, he's trying to make it work or force it. And then then he'll hit the check down. But by the time that's all happened, the linebackers come up to the check down. He throws check down, he gets a yard or two. Sometimes a tackle for loss. So I think uh, once he, I think he still needs time to develop. And obviously he has, I believe he's on a five year. So he has four more years. I think by year three, or for I think he'll have it figured out by then where he's gonna really start making waves in the NFL. Now, next game, Giants, Raiders, Raiders get a dominant dub 30 to 6. Um, they they fired their uh I believe it was the GM. They made they made some they made some front office moves, right? And so uh De, DeVito 175 yards, pass on two interceptions, and where it oh I'm sorry that's the Giants that's the Giants because Tyrod Taylor did not play and Daniel Jones well he did play towards the end but or no he started but he got hurt and ended up leaving the game and then so their third string quarterback played so that was pretty much a done deal for the for the Giants but um where is he at where is he at Tucker at 52 yards Myers at 38 Adams at 34 Renfro had 32 Carter had 15. They did it by committee at the receiving yard. And then that boy Jacobs had 26 carries, 98 yards, two tutties. Myers also had a rushing touchdown. And then O'Connell had 209 yards, no interceptions, no touchdowns. So the Raiders got it done on the ground for that game. Next, Cowboys and Eagles. Eagles move, Eagles win 28-23. Eagles move to 8-1, the best record in the NFL and the eagles are starting to really separate themselves from the rest of the NFL. I remember early on in the season we were talking about how eagles they're kind of they're winning games but they're struggling. Now I feel like they're starting to play they're slowly starting to play more complete ball. They're starting to play more they're starting to play better ball four quarters instead of three quarters or two quarters. Instead of playing catch up like they did against the commanders and some other uh, some other lower tier teams even though they still got the dub, they were playing catch-up. and had to play catch-up. They're playing like they're kind of be a second-half team, but now they're starting to really dig it out, and they're winning against good teams. They get the dub against Dallas. Now, what I will say about Dallas is it's a tough loss, but Dallas's offense looked good. Dak Prescott, 374 yards, three passes, three pass touchdowns, no interceptions, which is a big thing for Dallas. Dak Prescott last year led the NFL in interceptions. This year, he's... he's not leading interceptions. It, he had a couple games where he threw some interceptions, but he's doing better at taking care of the ball. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, and uh, Tony Paul with 51 rushing. C.D. Lamb, 191 yards, 11 catches. Ferguson, 91 yards in a tutty. Talbert, 49 in a tutty. And then uh, Turip had uh, a little 5-yard touchdown catch there. So de- the Cowboys' offense looked great. But Their defense just couldn't get it, just couldn't hold on to to Jalen Hurts in that offense. Uh, Jalen Hurts had 207 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. DeAndre uh, Swift had 18 carries, 43 yards. Hurts had a rushing touchdown, and Gainwell had a rushing touchdown. A.J. Brown, 66 yards and a tutty. Devontae Smith, 51 yards and a tutty. That Eagles offense is looking good. And I believe as we go on into the season, they're going to start playing more complete ball down the road and continue to get these dubs buffalo bills bangles i talked about it last week bangles underdog on that one i would t- i think i said i would take that i don't remember but i remember conversations i had with my friends before that and i have bangles winning against the bills because uh i, I kind of want to find that text uh no i'm not gonna do it because i'm trying to keep this under 30 minutes Anyway, I remember I remember saying that I wasn't 100% sure on this, one. this was going to be a closer game or a closer pick to me, but I ended up going with the Bills because I said if the offensive line, for not the Bills, the Bengals, the offensive line for the Bengals can give Joe, Joe, can give, uh, can give Burrow, it is Joe, right? Yeah, I'm tripping. They can give Joe Burrow enough time in the pocket. Not a lot of time, but they just give him enough time in the pocket because we know Burrow has been one of the most sacked quarterbacks since he's been in the league. That's one reason why he got hurt that one year cuz he was getting sacked and then the year he went to the Super Bowl, he was the most sacked quarterback. He's the, I believe he was the first quarterback to be the most sacked quarterback and still make it to the to the Super Bowl. Uh, or to the yeah, Super Bowl. But anyway, if they're I'm said if, if their offensive line is Joe Burrow enough time to get the ball off and make his reads, I think Joe Burrow is one of the best pocket passers in the NFL. So, I was I basically put it all on the offensive line for the Bengals, and that's exactly what they did. Now, I do believe he did get sacked, but he only got sacked once. He had 348 yards, two passing touchdowns, no interceptions. Mixon had 37 with a tutty. Higgins had 110. Boyd had 56, Hudson had 45, Chase had 41, Mixon had 31, Sample had 30 with a tutty, Smith had 26 with a tutty. So he's getting everybody involved. Again, if you give Joe Burrow enough time, if he can catch the ball, make his reads, get the ball out, two and a half seconds, he's one of the best pocket passers in the league, and it is hard to stop that guy. And that's exactly what they did. They gave him just enough time to get the dub. Now, moving to Monday night, Chargers-Jets. I had the Jets on this one because the Chargers, I didn't think their offense was explosive enough. And since the Jets' defense is a good defense, I had the Chargers losing because I thought I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game, kind of, 26-6, to 27-6. But I thought the Chargers weren't explosive enough to get explosive plays against the Jets' defense, especially their secondary. So I had... The Jets winning because I thought they were going to get their run game going. And that's why they didn't get the dub. They didn't get run game. Hall had 50 yards. Cook had seven. Wilson had seven. Uh, no rushing touchdowns. Wilson had 263 passing yards. He didn't have any interceptions, which is good. He's not turning the ball over, but he didn't have any. didn't have any passing touchdowns. So both their, their six points was two field goals. Um, but I was out banking on obviously Chargers stepped up and they and they. It did that. Now moving forward. So tonight, the today's Thursday. We're we recording that. And the Panthers and Bears played Thursday night. And I'm just gonna go ahead and go over that real quick. Bears won 16 to 13. So Carolina moves to one and six. Bears move to three and seven. Now again, I talked about this earlier. If the Bears with uh, Tyson, if he keeps getting wins, it's gonna be interesting when Fields gets back. Fields is still hurt. Tyson was the starter for this one. He had 162 yards, no interceptions, no passing touchdowns. But he's not giving the ball up. They got it going on the run game. Foreman had a, a rushing touchdown, 80 yards. And then, well, pretty much, yeah, eight, 80 yards. Johnson at 18. Scott had 16. Uh, Tyson at 12. Ty- Tyson had 12. And then Evans had five. But that's where they were able to get it done. Is the, the one touchdown they scored was a rushing touchdown. Or no. Yes, for the Bears. I believe Carolina had a return for a touchdown. Um, but uh CJ Stroud, he or not CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. It's gonna take time. It's gonna take time. Um, but I think he'll figure it out. But the Bears got the dub. All right, so moving on to next week. This is week 10. I just did Thursday night that just happened today. This is week 10. I'm gonna try to get through these real quick. Colts, Patriots, Colts are two and a half point favorite. This is in Frankfurt. Um, I think, I think, I'm not sure what to think. Mac Jones, he's got to take care of the ball. He's got 10, 10 touchdowns for nine interceptions. Um, and their run game. I I don't, to be honest, I don't even know guys. I don't know about this game. I'm not really interested. Honestly. Um, I do, I am a Bill Belichick fan. So I kind of, so I kind of want to see the Patriots kind of figure it out for the sec, you know, towards Getting going towards the middle midpoint of the season, uh, but Colts play the Patriots. Packers play the Steelers. Steelers three and a half point favorite. I want to go with the Steelers. I want the Steelers to win for this one, just because I am a Mike Tomlin fan. But Steelers are five and three. Packers are three and five. I think Steelers are starting to figure it out, and their defense is is going to be uh, what they bank on, or what their. I think their defense is what they're going to lean on, just like most of Mike Tomlin teams is. It's always been more defense focused, so I'm gonna go Steelers for that one. Viking Saints. This one I'm interested in because I just want to see how Joshua Dobbs does against the Saints. Because remember I talked about earlier, Saints defense is actually pretty good. Uh, like I've been saying, they're they're ranked middle of the pack, about 14th in total defense. But I'm just they still find a way to win games. They're five and four, so I'm interested to see how uh, Joshua Dobbs does against that defense and I think if he gets if he can put up 28 plus 28 30 plus points I think he's could potentially make some noise here uh moving forward in the and for this season we'll see um we'll see we'll see Texans Bengals I'm actually super interested for this game CJ Stroud is on a roll Joe Burrow is also on a roll remember the the, the Bengals started off the season rough now they're figuring out. I believe they start off zero and three. Now they're figuring out they're five and three. So they really went on a five game run. If I remember them starting zero three, right? And then Texas again, they're four four. So I think this game is going to be. I think this game will be a defining moment for each team. Texas get this win, they're rolling momentum. They pop over five hundred, and I think they're going to keep it going. CJ Stroud's playing fantastic. Same with the Bengals. I think they get this win. They move to six and six and three. Now you're talking about they're getting up there with those teams that are have to have good records six and three they can move to seven and three eight and three if they get that momentum going that's going to be crucial for them moving forward this one might be the game of the week browns ravens browns and ravens the reason why this is interesting is because let's look browns still number one defense in the nfl ravens fifth ranked defense in the nfl so i think this is going to be a true test for the baltimore ravens offense the Baltimore Ravens offense can put up points against the Browns defense. I mean like 28 plus. They put up 28 plus, even in a loss. If they put up 28 plus, I think that will solidify them as being, I, I think they're a legit team now, but I think they put up 28 plus points against the number one defense. I think it solidifies them as a legit, legit team, and i put them up there in that tier one with the, the Eagles and the Chiefs. Right now, I have them right in that space I talked about early on in the in the in the season. That space right between the top tier and that second tier. They're kind of floating right there. It, I need to see how they do against the Browns here. If they win, bam, they're for sure going up into those top tier teams. And right now, it's just it's just Chiefs. I put I put Chiefs, Eagles. It's pretty much Chiefs and Eagles right now, and I'll throw them up there too. All right. Tennessee ties to the Buccaneers, Bucks one-point favorite. I'm going to take the tits on that. I think Will Levis actually has a standout game, and I think he has a standout game. I think th- I think this is the game they have, the most complete game they have. I think Derrick Henry gets it rolling, and they're going to kill in the run. I think d Hop and the receiving core go crazy. I think Will Levis is just going to play smart ball. I don't think... He was, he's going to take a lot of gambling. He'll take some. You'll have to take some chunk yards. There's certain plays, certain times where you're going to have to take chunk yardage to really get downfield. But I do believe Will Levis will have a good game. He'll take care of the ball. He'll play safe Tom Brady ball. I call it Tom Brady ball because Tom Brady, he is notoriously known. and the reason why One of the reasons why he's so good is he's going to kill you in the checkdowns. He will nickel and dime all the way down the field. He'll take what you give him. If you're covering top-heavy and you're covering deep-heavy emphasize and you're leaving these little five-yard, three-yard routes open, all Tom Brady is going to do is dish it down, check down, let his let his athletes catch the ball, get two, three more yards after the catch, and nickel and dime you all the way down. And then when they get in the red zone, they're going to get that smash combination. They're going to get a crosser, and they're going to get their touchdown. I think it will love this play Tom Brady ball. If the first read isn't there, check down. Let him get his let him get his uh his yards and just keep converting on third downs. I think Titans get this dub against the Buccaneers. 49ers, Jacksonville. 49ers a three-point favorite. I'm interested in this game because Jacksonville is 6-2, another quiet team. You know, people people aren't really talking about Jacksonville. They've only got two losses on the year. But if San Francisco loses this game, you're almost in a panic mode. Because San Francisco started off as I had them in that tier where they were clear cut above the rest. They're, they're sliding down. They're back in that their bottom second tier. They lose this, they might be third tier cuz they move to 5 and 4 if they lose this. They're 5 and 3 now. But if they get the dub, 6 and 3 and uh 6 and 3 and so you know, they're they're starting to bounce back cuz they've lost three in a row. They've lost three in a row. And then Jacksonville, if they win this, they move to 7 and 2 and now you're talking about you got to talk about Jacksonville. We're talking about teams to watch out for. Okay. Moving on. Detroit Lions Chargers. Detroit Lions are a three-point favorite. Again, Detroit 6-2, another team. I talked about them earlier, but people aren't really talking about them now because all these other teams are doing so well, like the Eagles and the the, the Ravens and the the, the Chiefs. But Lions are 6-2. Again, the problem I have with the Chargers, their defense is ranked second to last. They're 31st. So anytime you have a second to last defense and you're going up against a top five or even a top 10 offense, it's going to be problems. The Lions offense is ranked second overall, sixth and passing, sixth and rushing, ninth wrong points. So the Chargers are going to have their hands full on defense. So that'd be something to look out for for all you Chargers fans. Falcons, Cardinals. I'm taking the Falcons on this. Cardinals is basically starting with a third string quarterback. Uh, their organization is they're basically falling apart, basically falling apart. And then Falcons, they've been pretty decent here and there in the season, but, um, uh, Falcons, they just got, a I, they just got a lot. They got a lot to, they got a lot to focus on. They, they're probably going to be in the running for the number one, uh, draft pick, but, uh, commander Seahawks, Seahawks six and a half point favorite. I think Seahawks pretty much get this done. Geno Smith has been playing well this year, um, and their defense is, uh, their defense is okay. Well, kind of. They're ranked 25th. Um, but their defense does enough. Um, and I so I think the Seahawks, I think they can get it done. Geno Smith has been doing pretty well. Cowboys, Giants. I'm taking Cowboys. I don't. The Giants, their offensive line is in shambles. That, that front seven for Dallas, I believe, is going to eat up the, the Giants' offensive line. Especially if Tyrod Taylor's not back. Um, I think they're at their best when Tyrod Taylor is playing. If Tyrod Taylor's not playing, I don't think. That they have a chance against the Cowboys, especially if the Cowboys' offense can continue the level of play they played last week, continue that level of play with their offense and their defense to get back to Cowboys' defense, it it should be it should be a should be a done deal for Dallas Cowboys. And then Jets Raiders, ah, I actually don't know on this one. Jets Raiders Jets are a one point favorite, so it is a tight spread. This actually this one might be interesting just because I don't know. I don't even like know who to go with that one. They're both not ranked very good on offense. The Raiders' offense is actually last, believe it or not. Uh, Jets, 28th. Now, the Jets' defense is top 10. It's ranked 9th. So, if I had to bet, I would go Jets simply because they have a top 10 defense and the, the, the Raiders' offense is dead last. That's usually not a very good combination for that offense when you're going against a top 10 defense. But we'll see how that plays out. And then Monday night is Broncos- Bills, Broncos Bills Bills are 5 and 4, Broncos 3 and 5. Now, again, I'm going to say it. Broncos are one of those teams I think if you go in there lightly, you'll lose. Now, I did this last time with the Chiefs and they won. Again, I don't know what it is about the Broncos, but when I see the Broncos up against these top-tier teams, I think Broncos are one of those teams where they lose against teams they're supposed to beat. They beat teams they're supposed to lose against. That's how I describe the Broncos this year. So anytime I see a team that would be like a for sure, oh, you for sure we bet would bet the Bills, I think Broncos will win. Anytime you would look, and would be like, like if Broncos are playing the Cardinals, or you'd be like, oh, Broncos should beat the Cardinals. Their they're, they're, they're Cardinals are dead last. Broncos will lose, so I might continue that that vibe the rest of the season. So I'm gonna go Broncos over the Bills Monday night. We'll see how that goes down, and that's gonna be Week Ten. Kansas City, Rams, Miami, and Philly all have buys this week, and that is going to be it for this week's coverage of the NFL coverage. Again, I'm sorry this episode came out late. Life is busy right now, but I'm going to continue to continue to I'm going to continue to pump these bad boys out. We're going in to week 10 only got seven weeks left and i also have nfl covers during the playoffs of course all right you guys stay tuned for uh the nba covers. that's also dropping as well for you nba fans um i have that dropping once a week i don't have a set date for that that i'm dropping i'm gonna try to do them maybe every friday and drop them and it's just you know nfl uh, nba games are like all the time instead of once a week uh that one's gonna be a little more chaotic to go through but anyway appreciate you guys for watching it has been August Strip. Catch you guys next time. I'm destiny. I'm